So it's a dollar crash that's going to end the party, and the dollar crash is coming. And so people need to be prepared for that. Go to 8weekacademy.com to claim your free copy of Jerry Norton's most popular training. In it, he reveals his blueprint for making $100,000 per year with real estate. So, Peter, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Excited to have you here on the channel. Oh, thanks. Uh, welcome to Puerto Rico, Jerry. Yeah, we're brand new here, yeah. and we're here in Peter's house, and this is our first of three videos that we're going to be doing. And, Peter, I'm excited to talk to you about the housing market. And it's funny, I went back on your YouTube channel, and I went through your videos, and I see you talking about all kinds of topics and we couldn't really find something related to real estate too much. So this is going to be really exciting for me to talk to you and, and ask you a little bit about where you think we're going with the housing market. And it's interesting, as you know, and probably everybody listening, real estate is breaking all the records right now. We've had this massive appreciation. In fact, Peter, before we get started here, I'd like to read a couple of statistics. So this is Redfin just put these stats out for April. So these are the April numbers. And uh, so the national median home prices reached 370528 which is a 22% increase year over year from this time last year. The number of homes for sale sank to a record low average of only 19 days on the market. And 49% of homes sold for above asking price, which is also a record high. And this is what Redfin Chief Economist Daryl Fairweather, this is what he said. There simply aren't enough homes for sale in America for everyone with the desire and the means to buy one right now. Until new construction takes off over the course of years, not months, home prices will continue to increase. This housing boom is nowhere close to over. Now, Peter, you predicted the, the 08 mortgage meltdown, the real estate crash that happened then. Do you think we're in a bubble do you think the market, the real estate market is going to crash? If so, when and, and why? All right, so you got a lot of questions uh, <laughs> wrapped up in there. Yeah. Uh, and first of all, you know, uh, of course there's a bubble. I mean, it's not even debatable. I mean, you, we're in the mother of all bubbles here. In fact, this area of Puerto Rico, we all just refer to it as living in the bubble. And it, now it is literally, figuratively, a bubble. I mean, here, this part of Puerto Rico is probably the epitome of it. You know, and I, I recognize that what's going on is, is, is not real. But what's happening in housing, it's not really that there's a boom in housing. The boom is in inflation. It's the money supply. I mean, there's government keeps printing money. And so everybody's got money to spend. But that doesn't mean that there's anything to buy because just printing money doesn't create purchasing power. So if you give everybody money, and, and if you hold mortgage rates artificially low, because we've got record low mortgage rates and all this money being created. So people, oh, yeah, let me go buy a house. But just because you have money doesn't mean somebody has built a house. But, you know, because the Fed can print money, but they don't print goods. And so homes need to be constructed. But part of the problem with all this money printing is that the cost of building homes is skyrocketing. In fact, we just got, just before you came in today, we got the housing uh, numbers, and it was a big disappointment. There was a big uh, you know, miss on home sales, and they downwardly rose the previous month, so not nearly as many as they thought. And the big reason is, A, 
consumers can't afford to buy the prices because they're so high. Even with the record low financing, the amount of money that they have to borrow means the monthly payments are still you know, beyond their reach. But also the supply is not there because the builders can't build. And a lot of the people that already own homes, they don't want to move. Um, and, and so you have all this demand. And especially when you have all the people that were living in the big cities that were told, hey, you don't have to show up for work. You can work from home. And now the cities you know, have a lot more crime and there's a lot of other problems and there's high taxes. And now people are like, oh, I don't have to I don't have to live here. I can work from home. But, you know, my condo is too small to work from home anyway. I need I need more space. And they're also worried about what if there's another, you know, COVID or something and we have to get quarantined again. I don't want to be cramped up in this little inner city apartment. So people want to move out. They want to go to the suburbs of the country where they have more space, but there's nothing to buy because they're not able to construct it. So this is not so much a housing bubble as it is just inflation. So, so are you saying, Peter, that this massive increase in price that we're seeing in real estate isn't so much appreciation, it's more inflation? It's dollar depreciation. And obviously, as the cost of replacing homes goes up because the cost of lumber, the cost of copper, other materials, or even labor, is it costs more and more to build a house. Well, the houses that are already built, well, they're more expensive because of what it would cost you to replace them. I mean, to me, it's different from the bubble that we had in the you know 2000s, which I called out early in advance and was writing articles on and even got short the subprime market in 06, you know, before the whole thing imploded. But that was more, everybody was speculating in houses and they were buying houses, zero down uh, teaser rates, just rate mortgages and no verification, um, no income. Yeah. And housing was a clear bubble um, to me, but I don't think it's the same now as it was then. But if the Federal Reserve ever does the right thing, and tries to turn off the monetary spigots, tries to put this inflation genie back in the bottle, then real estate prices are going to crash because they're going to have to raise interest rates very dramatically. And you're going to be looking at, you know, not, I don't know, the record high mortgage rates, but you can see mortgage rates go from where they are now, which is what, three, fours, maybe up eight to 10%. And if people have to pay eight to 10% to get a mortgage, they can't buy these houses. Your purchasing buy, power goes down. Right. Yeah. Most people don't have cash. They have, they can only buy, you know, with a, with a mortgage. And of course, if the Fed has to fight inflation with aggressive rate hikes, the stock market is going to crash. Um, the economy is going to tank in a recession. The government's going to have to start slashing spending. So a lot of people are going to be defaulting on their mortgages. And so home prices will really get killed. And why? explain why that is. Why does raising interest rates offset the inflation? Why is that? Well, what they have to do is they have to start reversing their easy money policies. They have to take money out of the economy, uh, contract money supply. They have to contract credit. You know, they have to stop people from borrowing and spending and pushing prices up. But there'll be a protracted recession. I mean, it'd be the worse than the, than the Great Recession if the Fed were to fight this inflation, which is why I don't expect the Fed to fight inflation. I expect, expect the Fed to surrender to inflation. I mean, they, they will kind of bluff, which is what they're doing now. 
oh, inflation is transitory, but you know, if we're wrong, well, we've got the tools to fight it. No, they don't. I mean, maybe they have them, but they won't use them because the problem in their mind will be worse than, or the solution will be worse, worse than the problem. So I think inflation is going to run out of control. So I, I don't expect a, you know, significant decline in home prices, but I expect home values to fall sharply in terms of real money. So if you want to take a look at, hey, I've got a house, um, how many ounces of gold is that house, right? If I sold this house, how many ounces of gold could I get? Or, you know, how many ounces of gold does it take to buy this house, right? So if you're going to measure the value of a house in terms of ounces of gold, it's going to collapse. Because all these prices, we're going to have a big deflation one way or another. So either prices are going to collapse in terms of dollars or they'll collapse in terms of gold, which is what I expect. But that also means the dollar is going to collapse in terms of, uh, in terms of gold. But, you know, the problem for a lot of homeowners, they might think, oh, this is great. You know, and my home's going to, you know, go way up in price. Well, so is everything else. I mean, the, the price of the stuff that you have in your kitchen is going to go up faster than the price of the house, right? The, the groceries are going to be a lot more expensive. Now, the way people will make money as a homeowner is as a debtor, right? So you won't make money on your house. You'll make money on your mortgage because the person who loaned you the money is going to suffer a huge loss because they loaned you money and you bought something real, a piece of property, and all they're going to get back is paper. But when you repay the mortgage, the lender is going to get money that doesn't buy very much. Whereas you were able to buy an actual house with that money, and now you're paying them back in the future with money that at buys yeah. at low interest, and but it's low amount of money. Uh, so in that respect, you're a winner because you you know you screwed over the lender, so his purchasing power got transferred to you. But you know you're going to own this house. And it's going to be very expensive to maintain it. If something goes wrong, and as always the case with houses, you need to repair something, all those costs are going to go way up. So if you need a new roof, you know, your new roof might end up costing more than you paid for the entire house, but you still need it. What are you going to do? Let the, you know, the rain come in. So it's not just going to be a windfall for homeowners because they're, they're out from under their mortgage because they're going to be looking at other costs that have gone up. And, you know, your, your fuel costs, heating, you know, electricity, cooling the house, you know, all those maintenance costs are going to go way up with inflation. Uh, so it's going to be very problematic. Taxes, insurance costs could go way up. So it's yeah. not just a big windfall for the homeowner, but I do think it makes sense to have a mortgage. I mean, you know, it, to own a house and have no debt on it, you know, you, you, you give up the one benefit that you're going, that you're going to have, which is the fact that, you know, you know, inflation wipes out your mortgage. Yeah. I actually followed a piece of your advice, um, here, well, 30 days or so ago where what you had said was you said the right move right now is to purchase things because they're only going to be more expensive in 12 months from now or in the future because of this inflation that's happening. And so we've got a project, Peter, that we're building in Scottsdale. It's a new construction. I don't need my lumber yet. We went ahead and bought it all. We, we stockpiled it. And the, the lumber prices are increasing significantly like every 30 days. It's, we've, already, we've already 
appreciated $30,000 yeah. in value in our yeah. lumber that we just bought. Yeah, this is what is going to really change. And this is going to be part of the inflationary psychology that will help push up prices even faster. Because for years and years, people didn't keep a lot of inventory. You know, I mean, this whole idea of just-in-time inventory. Yeah. And, and so everybody was kind of lean, and you, you bought the things as you needed them. That's because you were confident that the prices, you know, would be the same or maybe lower in the future. So why rush and buy? But the minute you start to see all of your input costs rising and you start to think, wait a minute, you know, why don't I just start building up inventory for things that I'm going to need in six months or a year or two years? Why wait and buy them when they're going to be more expensive? Let me just buy them now. And so now more and more people try to build up inventory and hoard up, you know, so, and now that puts even more pressure yeah. on prices because everybody is trying to to buy stuff. Yeah. So, Peter, going back to the real estate, then are are you thinking that what's going to cause the market to correct, possibly crash, is going to be when they have to fight this inflation and they have to raise interest rates? That the interest rate rise is going to diminish buying power. It's going to it's going to cause a real correction to happen. Is it is it is it going to be that? Is it going to be interest rates that does it? Well, if they ever fight the inflation, interest rate increases are going to be huge. It's not like they're just going to take them up 50 basis points, 100 basis points. They're going to have to go Paul Volcker style. You know, rates, you know, you know, I mean, rates got to 20% under Volcker. Mortgage rates maybe 14%, 13 14%. Um, and we were a much more financially solvent nation back then than we are now. We didn't have anywhere near the type of debt problem. But if you if you think about it, if if you've got double digit interest rates and you need to finance a home purchase, you now can buy a third or oh, probably a fifth. But of not what only you that, buy. down payment requirements are going to go up. I mean, if there's a, if, there, if the Fed is tightening up on credit, it could be okay. It's a fourteen percent mortgage, but we need thirty percent down. Yeah. None of this, you know, five percent down stuff, or not even twenty percent. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it could get very, very ugly in the real estate market, but it wouldn't just be the real estate market, it'd be the whole economy. But again, I think the Fed is going to look at that possible possibility as so, you know, we can't do that. Like, no way we're going to allow that. They're just going to keep on printing and they're going to destroy the value of the dollar rather than destroy the, you know, the, the price of your home or your stocks. But in real terms, there's nothing they can do about preventing that decline. So, you know, I don't tell people to go out and, and over buy real estate. I mean, you can buy a place to live in it. But I think as a, as a complete investment, there, there are much better places for your money. The only thing that's good about real estate is the ability to, to get the leverage because you can borrow a lot more um, against a, uh, real estate. But once you get out from under your, your primary residence, you start buying investment properties, the banks won't, you know, they're going to want a bigger down payment. And usually they won't even give you a 30 year mortgage. You're getting a shorter term, uh, mortgage, uh, on an investment property. Um, and so it's not a, a, as big a deal. What I think you really want to do and what I've done, I mean, I own some property, but the bulk of my, um, wealth, is invested in non-U.S. equities, um, stocks in other countries that pay good dividends. And, you know, the dividend yields that I'm able to get in, in most cases are probably better than the rental yields that people would get just buying rental property. And so what my plan would be on real estate is when real estate really goes down in real terms, not in nominal terms, but in real terms, 
Then if I want to buy more property, I can sell off some of those stocks, you know, some of my gold stocks or physical gold or whatever. And then I could use that to buy a piece of property, right? Because let's say a piece of property goes up double in terms of paper dollars, but falls 80% in terms of gold, right? So from my vantage point, that property has crashed because I could buy it for you know, a, a fraction of the ounces of gold that it would have cost earlier, or even all my other investments that are, that are international. And that's because you're putting no faith in the dollar because the dollar is devalued. Yeah, I mean, the dollar is going to be the biggest casualty of all this, because the only way the Federal Reserve keeps all this going, the only way they keep the markets propped up, keep the bond market propped up, to keep interest rates low, to prop up the housing market, to pop up the stock market, and to finance all the government deficit spending. I mean, where's all this money coming from? We're getting all this stimulus money. Well, where's it coming from? It's coming from the Fed. Uh, and, and the only way the Fed can keep the party going is to keep printing money. And so ultimately, the only thing that stops the party is when the money they're printing no longer buys anything. But, what, but so then how do we, I mean, people have to live in houses and we're not making enough houses yeah. for the people that need houses. They're, yeah, we're not I mean, going to be making. Well, look, if, if, if you can't afford to make the houses, just because people need a house doesn't mean you're going to magically have a house. Yeah. You know, you, you have to be able to produce the house, right? Homeless people all want homes. They just don't have the resources, yeah. right? And there's, there's poor people all around the world. A lot of people in Africa don't have houses, right? I mean, so we're going to have a lot of Americans that don't have houses. But what's going to happen is families will start sharing the houses we have. So you'll see two or three families living in one house. People will have roommates. You'll have uh, adult children living with their parents. You'll have older parents. See, what's going to happen is people are going to get wiped out who are retired, right? Social Security is going to be worthless, right? Your benefits will not go up with inflation. People's you know, pensions get wiped out. So what are these people going to do? They have to go move in with their kids. You know, they're not probably, you know, you're 70, 80 years old. You're maybe you're not going to be able to get a job. So you just have to downsize. You got to, you know, where are you going to live? So, I mean, there's going to be big, big changes in the, in the United, in the United States. Um, people have just got to prepare for it. You know, and that, that's what I'm trying to help people do. I'm trying to help my clients do. I mean, people that are following you, you can own a piece of property, but you better have a decent, you know, position in non-dollar assets, foreign assets, you know, gold, foreign stocks that you can then use, right? Uh, you know, to, to, you know, to make investments in the future or to finance your, your lifestyle. So Peter, thank you so much for sharing all of your ideas and your wisdom. And guys, I'm going to put some links in the description below. It's going to be to, to Peter's podcast, his YouTube channel. Uh, we'll put your website in there as well, Peter. Peter does some asset management. He can help you if you're looking at taking your dollars and investing those in better places. So Peter, we'll put some of those links where they can kind of check out some of your foreign investments you do and, and how you help people actually protect their investment, right? And create wealth in a way that's going to be long, long-term sustaining. So we'll put some of those links Great. below and you guys can, uh, can check Peter out. So again, Peter, thank you for your time inviting us into your home and being able to share these ideas. Thanks a lot. And guys, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the channel and we'll see you on the next video.